You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. So, Sid Talk, we were just talking about Twitter. Do you use Twitter? Not really. I mean, I do, but I don't really utilize it. I utilize it for news uh, about things that I like. I find it really handy for that, like following game things. Um, it kind of compiles everything in one place. Is this the place. before, the after the show discussion? It is. It kind of compiles everything in one place. It's really easy to see, like all the latest news stories. I have a special column that I've made with just video game news. and one Column? With... Column? There are no columns on Twitter. And one with movie news. Right. You have to use Timeline. a special tool Timeline. just for that. No, you have to use a special tool for that. True. So Twitter I use TweetDeck to do that, which is actually owned by Twitter now, so it's just another way of looking at Twitter. But then I went to the... I've, I've not been to the real Twitter page for a long time. The only reason I ever go to the real Twitter page is TweetDeck won't allow you to... You know when people retweet? You can turn retweets uh-huh. off so you don't see all those. TweetDeck doesn't allow you to turn those off, so occasionally I'll go to Twitter just to turn them off for certain people. Uh, and I went to Twitter today, and it's completely different than what I've ever seen before, and better. It Most used... people are going to use it on their phones anyway, aren't they? Yeah, I use it on my tablet a lot. I just use the real Twitter app. Which one do you use on your tablet? I don't even have one. I had TweetDeck on my Twitter on my tablet at first, and it's really clunky on the... I'm out of the loop. Yeah. I like Twitter better than Facebook. I, I, I've... I use it more. I look at it more than I do Facebook. But um, I don't care about anybody hardly on Twitter. It's been like a slow transition. I used to use Facebook a lot, and I use Facebook a lot less and use Twitter because, yes, you can follow um, video game people and all that sort of stuff on Facebook. But for some reason in my mind, I don't like to like mix things on Facebook. I don't. I use it for like family and people I know, and then I don't want all that other stuff in it. So it's kind of weird. Yeah, but anyway, Twitter—it's had a big. You're kind of a control freak. You realize this? Why? There's no—that makes no sense whatsoever. That you want to follow this game video video game guy, and you want to follow me. Oh, but I can't keep him in the same but place. The, but the but, <laughs> no, because the reason being is that video game guy posts about thirty things an hour, and you post one or two things a day, and your things will never be seen by me if I follow that video game guy. I'll just see his stuff all the time. So on Twitter, nobody I know personally really uses Twitter. Yeah, but somebody on Twitter is going to post 500 times a day. They do, and I just have it stream up my thing. So there's no difference. Really? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I just like to keep them separate. <laughs> I know. That's, I'm sure face- that's the point. I'm sure Facebook hate to hear that kind of thing from people because it really limits. Because I'm, I, I, I'm not the only one who uses Facebook only to for people who they know. You know? And Twitter is, it seems, I don't know, it's weird. Anyway, Twitter's had a big redesign. Um, it's actually way easier to use, easier to tweet from. Is this a commercial for Twitter, by the way? No. <laughs> Are you sure they haven't slipped you a little $10 bill somewhere? So, it is Saturday, August the 30th. This is after the show. What is after the show, Sid Talk? This, right here. You sitting there, me sitting here. This microphone. We just watched a movie. We're going to talk at each other, and the microphone's going to capture those sound waves, record them onto a, in a digital format on a computer. Magnetic and you're going disc. To, this, is it? Not yours. 
No, on a, <laughs> on a solid state drive. Correct. And then it goes through a thing called the internet, like in as in ones and zeros. And then other people will have a little thing on their end that captures it and turns it back into this, what's happening right now, and they'll listen to it. That is the scientific breakdown of that shit. So in short, it's a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> About a movie we just watched. Yeah. So it is. Uh, this is episode number 341. The movie we're looking at this week is Captain America, The Winter Soldier. It's a 2014 movie released on Blu-ray on the 9th of September. So we're getting this one a little bit early. So PG-13 from our friends at Marvel and Disney. And Sid Talk, give us a synopsis. God, you just keep asking me for everything. Of Captain America, The Winter Why Soldier. Why is everything on me? Why, why, why? Just because I like to talk. Uh, Winter Soldier is just another, like, battle of sorts for Captain America, or people in the Marvel Universe. And there is a new, it's not new, but I mean, they're meeting this new guy, the Winter Soldier, and a new threat to the world that only the Avengers and now only Captain America and Black Widow can thwart. True. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's a fucking superhero movie. True. There's a bad guy and there's some like ultra good guys, sort of anti-hero types in there too. A lady who's an anti-hero. And uh, that's about it. I won't give away the ending, but I'm pretty sure everybody knows how these things go. <laughs> Now, I was a big fan of the original Captain America. Mm-hmm. Captain America, the first Avenger, it was called. And um, a lot of people think that's the weakest Marvel movie, whereas I was on the um, side of, no, I really love this movie, because it took place in the 1940s. And Which you always like. Yeah, and I really liked the mission he was on, and I liked Hydra and the Red Skull, you know, that he fought. And I thought it was a really cool um Different to all the other Avenger movies because it was this flashback, you know. Aside from the fake head when they stuck a fake oh. head on his body, I don't like that. I still don't like it. But as a real, it's a cool movie. It's way different to everything else, you know, an origin story, and it also had an excellent ending. You have to admit that ending was pretty awesome. The way it ended, it is a good story. Yeah. So I'm I loved the first Avenger. So I was looking forward to Captain America again, and um, I think they outdid themselves it's this was a what I think about this movie and it's just a couple of thoughts it's humongous in scale it's like the Avengers the Avengers battle is no bigger than the battle that's happening at the end of this movie you know it's big in scale it's special effects on a massive level there's just less you know the Avengers that was a question I was like why don't the Avengers ever turn up if something else big is going on where's the rest of them they're saving people other places. They don't <laughs> live. They don't live in Washington D.C. No. Well, Tony can fly, can he? Really quickly. So Why can didn't he Thor. Come out? He sees that on the news. All the you know all that stuff going on. I think he might turn up and have a. But anyway, as that aside, then it would be Avengers three. It would this, <laughs> or two or whatever. This is a big, as big a scale, as big a threat as the Avengers was. Um. And I really like that. It felt really big. But the other thing I really like... The Avengers is a bit different there. We got, like, something from outer... Yeah, I mean, that one had, yeah. like, a... this a bigger this, scale. Yeah, but this one felt like a huge scenario going down at the end. Um, but what I really liked about this movie was... My favourite things is... We got some... I love Black Widow. And we got more Black Widow 
like a lot of Black Widow in this movie, and you get to know a little bit more about her, and um, she, I don't know, she seemed more rounded as a character mm-hmm. to me. Definitely. Um, I know they still haven't really touched on her, have they? It's there's a lot going on for Black Widow, which we're gonna get a Black Widow movie. Then we'll know, or read the comic. But what I liked about this movie was, you know, the espionage aspect of it. It felt really different to me, like like it espionage. was espionage. Yeah, like the. It it felt like um, like a political thriller with like, superheroes thrown into it. Yeah, and I really like that. It it. That was what felt different to me. And this twists and turns, you know, like... Like a movie we watched recently, uh, Shadow Recruit, Jack Ryan. Like that, where it's all like, you know, who do you trust? There's all that stuff going down in here. And I thought that was really well done. Because it didn't need Captain America to be fighting people all the time. There was just as much danger in, like, conversations with other people. And that's what this did differently to other you know the Avengers is pretty much you know here is everybody let's have this massive scrap this does have some massive scraps but and there were some twists and turns that I didn't see coming let's not mention those no some really huge ones um, where I was like wow that's pretty cool and this ties into the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show apparently which I still haven't seen properly yet need to watch it all because this movie like came in the middle of that show and they disrupt each other. So I can't wait to see that show now, having seen this. I don't know which way you were supposed to see it around. But I liked how the, you know, there was the new guy, Falcon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really like him. I want to see more of yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's real, you know, that kind of character, the wisecracking, when they say they didn't want to make him a sidekick. He really is kind of a side. Oh, I didn't think that at all. I thought they were right. When they said that, I was like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. He's becoming, he's not going to be equal because he's just only been around a short period of time. But I can see how he could become his own. I usually dislike that kind of character, though. And we watched, Need, really for, we watched Need for Speed recently. I think the, that's a mistake. Remember he's the not, guy in the helicopter on but Need wait, for Speed? Wait, he's not wisecracking. He is a little bit. No, he's more charming, serious maybe. than Captain America guy, I think. He barely, I mean, he's... He's got some one-liners, and he kind of... just with Captain America. I'm with Black Widow a little bit. How much? He's, I just don't think wisecracking is fair, because that kind of cheapens him, and I don't think he's... Well, I cheap. usually dislike that kind of peripheral character, the, the, the person who helps the main... Do you mean, like, Iron Man's sidekick? Yeah, that guy, uh, Rhodey. Like, it's usually a bit too cheeky, and he's a bit too... But you like him. Yeah, I like um, Rhodey. They changed him, didn't they? <laughs> I like um, Boogie Nights Ro- Rhodey. Yeah. <laughs> the other one. Boogie Nights. <laughs> but um, I really like him. I think he's... the moment, he, And he's on the screen right at the very be- beginning of the film. And the moment he steps on the screen, I was like, wow, yeah, he's really good. You need to keep him. Don't switch him out for some other actor next time. He's the guy, like... So that I liked. I liked the espionage section. That was I your first thought? Don't swap him out for another guy? Yeah, because that happens in these movies. Yeah, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> like like when Chris Evans... Chris Evans' contract is up now, right? So in the new Avengers, it might not be Chris Evans who's Captain America. That kind of bugs me. The Hulk, they switched They've him. actually said it might not be him? His contract... He's not interested as much anymore. He wants to go and do some other things. So he might not renew, right? So... 
then we would have a different Captain America in Avengers 2. Those things bug me. I'm going to predict something right now that's really not going to happen. I can assure you, that's not going to happen. You know, like the Hulk, Matt Ruffalo. Right, but that's different, because that had already changed already, and it was not a success. This is a humongous success. It is? Rests on his shoulders, in fact. He's going to be in it. sounded like... I mean, I don't give a shit. It sounded like he wanted out to me. Yeah, but you know what makes a big difference in somebody's life? Big wad of cash. But this... This is so huge, like, the the scale of the action. I don't... You know, when people are like, The Avengers is the be-all and end-all of these action movies. I thought this lived up to that. Easily. The quality of the special effects. The quality of the fighting. The quality of, like, the... That car chase with... You know, there's Mm -hmm. a car chase in the middle. It was really good. Like, it was intense. And then it... When they were trying to get into the car, those... Yeah, yeah. Really good. It was like... Yeah, it was... If you've listened to any of our shows, or particular ones, you'll know I don't like fight sequences, and I don't like car chases. Not because I get, care about people fighting, or... And this has both about, of those. But there are certain ones... Because I get really bored. I find it really boring. A, I, you almost always know who's going to come out on top of the fight scene. If you don't, and it's a surprise, well, then let's get to the surprise faster. I don't want to see the whole fight. And if it's a car chase... Again, you know what's going to happen. Either the good guy's going to catch the bad guy or the bad guy's going to get away. And that's about it. Like, you don't have a lot of choices, so let's just get to it. However, when you make it interesting and powerful, the fights, I don't... I'm not a fighting person, but when it's actually not like the dancey-looking kind of fights... This one's choreographed all the way through. However... The severity of everything. Black Widow's fights, you know, it's just very severe and you hear grunting and you feel like the, they make the sound goes with the, the impact that they, how fast they push the person into the wall or whatever. That is, it's like, it's more visceral. And I think that's what's interesting to me. And I'm not 100% sure how exactly it's going to go at each level. Like, ultimately, you know how it's going to go. But in the little interim fights, you know, in a hallway here and an elevator there, you're not 100% sure. So I, I like that. And then the car chase, yeah, that wasn't so much a car chase, was it? The, it was less to me of a car chase and more of a hunt down. Yeah. And then, you know, ultimately you got that massive effect of the car, and I thought that was really interesting take on a car chase you've got a car that's pretty much impen- almost yeah, impenetrable not quite because it's a shield car yeah but it's not quite <laughs> impenetrable um, it's close but it's vi- again visceral and they take their time with that portion of it less of the chasing and more of the you know we're, I actually we're felt- making a point here this car is really hard to take down yeah and the person inside it I actually felt was in danger like yes he knows how to handle himself and what to do but it was getting married to yeah. the limit of what yeah. the technology can do for him. Um, so yeah, I I really loved it. I I think they've they're just like all these Marvel movies. I can't think of one I don't I dislike. Actually, um, they just seem to be getting better and better. Is Green Lantern Marvel? No, that was uh, not that one. Green Lantern. Out of the Marvel? super. No, DC. Out of the superhero movies I have seen, Green Lantern's right at the bottom of the and pile. And the other one. The other green one. Ugh. The Green Hornet. Uh, you know, the reason I don't like those That wasn't really a superhero people. movie, though, was it? Nah. It's yeah. It's based on a TV show. It, I mean, he wasn't really a superhero, was he? No, but he is that thing, you know? It's kind of cruddy, though, isn't it? I think so. Anything with green. I mean, I don't like him. <laughs> the guy who played him and the guy who played the other guy. I don't like them. Seth Rogen and... 
that other guy. Budget Ryan 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 Reynolds. Reynolds. It was the real Ryan Reynolds. It wasn't budget budget. Jason Lee. (laughs) That's right. Yes, but now there's a budget Ryan Reynolds. You always go. (laughs) So yeah, I really like this. It was it was really really entertaining. I love the Marvel. I love how it all links to each other and these threads running through this whole thing. Like you can watch this as one big humongous movie that would last about. How many, how many hours at this point? Maybe 20 hours at this point? I don't, I don't know. think so. There's not 10 movies. This one was... Some of these movies are... Like, this was two and a half hours. Right. The Avengers there's like, was two there's and a half only, hours. like, on that preview thing, there's like six, I think. Yeah, there's three Iron Men's. There's True. There's two Captain True. Americas. There's two Thors. There's a Hulk. And Avengers. You're right. And yeah. if, well, they're not all three hours, but... No, but it's a big. It's a. It's, it's becoming right. this, and Guardians of the Galaxy, which is coming, a, a beast of a movie. When you and they all link to each other. I'll say this. I'll break in here with this. I, I love movies. I love watching the movies we watch. I look forward to a certain degree to some movies. Some movies I don't even know what we're gonna watch till the day, and then I look on the little marquee, and then you've written it on there, and I'm or put it on there, and I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds good. But I don't have. I haven't had this feeling in a long time, like. <gasps> Oh, I really want to see that. I just don't get that very often. Like, years. And for some reason, Guardians of the Galaxy did that to me. And I have no idea why. It looks cheesy. It looks kind of like too smart-assy and whatnot. But there, that, that internal thing in me, I was like, I just, every time I see the same preview over and over, I, and I probably can figure out the whole story without even seeing it. Not the details, but you know, kind of how it's going to go. For some reason, there's something about that combination of cheekiness and the characters. And, you know, I'm kind of into the universe thing, like the whole of the universe. And that's, how that, that's how that comic book is. It's yeah. a bit cheeky. Like, it's a cheeky and the comic. galaxies, you know, like a Star Trek. Well, our Star Trek is... It's, people don't know. It's only in our galaxy. Like, it's only traveling in our galaxy, not outside the universe or whatever. And I like the concept of a galaxy, somebody trying to protect our galaxy from people from other galaxies. Which which Green Lantern was. Um, they were oh, like, true. Wasn't but, it more like... That was more like Dimensions or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but they were the, like... They were the guy. They were to and protect And that concept everybody. was cool yeah. in the Green Lantern. It was just the, the bullshit about, like... Yeah, right? It's silly. That kind of shit? Oh my god. Well, that's the cheekiness that you say Guardians of the Galaxy probably But they don't... It doesn't come off that way, though. So I'll just see. But I have not had that feeling in a long time. And Guardians of the Galaxy obviously ties into all this, too, because the last movie we watched, Thor 2, at the end, the end scene, where you always get this end scene after the credits, was Benicio Del Toro in his little lair, and he was... Oh, that was part of this? That was part of Thor 2, and then that is Guardians of the... That was a clip from Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, to... No, I didn't know that. We watched it. I know we watched it, but I didn't know it was that. And it was Benicio Del Toro in his weird costume, and he was saying something. I didn't something. know I had anything to do with Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's actually Guardians of the Galaxy. How would I know that? Um, I wouldn't. Have you seen you the said... trailer of Guardians of the Galaxy, and you remember that scene? I don't remember that scene, until you just said this minute. There you go. So, they all tie together, is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, the end scenes usually... You've seen so... a lot of things. I don't remember every little thing. And the end scene... There's a... Stay on the credits for Captain oh, America. Because there's two... Uh, there's two end scenes. There's an end scene... In the credits. In the credits. And then, very after the credits, there's one too. Both are worth sticking around for, because yeah. they both further what's going to happen next, I guess. Uh, and the next thing will be Avengers 2. So, yeah, I really liked it, and let's move on to the cast. Are you, you any, anything more to say about Captain America Winter Soldier? 
I like the concept of the Winter Soldier. I feel like it was it sometimes when you like Red Skull or whatever, he seems Winter Soldier seems really threatening and everything. And then all of a sudden you put him on a street with an overpass and some trees and some cars and he's little because he's human sized, but he's a person. And all of a sudden, he's just, you feel like he's, it's like I said about the electric guy in Iron Man. Whiplash. Yeah. When you watch the scene where he's walking down the racing track. He's just a muscly dude. Yeah, he's like, there's, I'm thinking, just run over him. What the fuck? <laughs> why, why does he, see, I mean, he's threatening, don't get me wrong. But there's not you a. You can't run like, over him because he'll <laughs> rip a Formula One car in half with his whip. Not if he doesn't see you coming. That's what I'm saying. He seems vulnerable. And then all of a sudden, Winter Soldier in the beginning seems super threatening. And then at one point, it's like, oh, he's just a dude. He's a metal arm and he's kind of strong. And, but look at him. He's just little, <laughs> you know? And so, but I really like the concept of him. It just because Red Skull, because you're in a different time and there's a, it's a little more comic booky, you yeah. know, number one. So he seemed more menacing and that was like a castle-y thing, you know. And this one was like, you just plunk a guy down the middle of a normal street with other people. And He had a lot of guns and stuff, though, didn't he? And he had a gun with right, a rocket launcher on that it. That is like anybody could have those things and defend themselves. He was super powerful, yeah, but... So I liked him. I like I liked the part where they were on the overpass and then the, that big battle with... That's the, what I'm talking about. Yeah, with the... Ch- that chain gun was insane, like where the Cap- Captain America was just... Yeah. Rebounding the bullets from his shield and people were getting... And you know what? This this movie, interestingly enough, it didn't... Um, it wasn't like the A-Team where like you think, oh, somebody might have died there. Somebody... It was like people dying all over the show, like you said, more visceral. Like uh, Even even at the beginning. Didn't see any blood, though. No, but when, when he's on the boat at the beginning of oh, yeah. this little mission, he's just like breaking people's necks and... But they're saying he didn't. He was just putting them to sleep. To see? me, it looked like he was... He held him till he threw people out. off the side. Right, know. but they're just... He's neutralizing them. I don't think he's killing everybody, but that feels like that's what yeah, he's Yeah, it doing. felt like that. And especially where bullets were just ricocheting off and you see people going, going down. Like, I was like, wow, this is... Um, that was, a, yeah, as the threat increased, I guess. Yeah, this is... Uh, Otherwise, Captain America's very um, vicious. <laughs> More vicious. He's than vicious you think. with that shield. That shield is pretty. When he throws it at you, I'm convinced. You know, when you're watching Captain America, the way they, whoever's in charge of all the combination of everything, him and the way that he can, like, if you think about it, he's probably never really throwing a metal sword. He's got that rubber sword or a shield. I mean, right? So there are it's times rubber, when he's yeah. using the rubber shield. There's probably a styrofoam one. There's probably other kinds, and then probably they made a metal one as well. But think about your body, right? And he's very muscly now and very toned. And then you have the shield and you have to throw it. Well, you're going to be throwing it so hard that it actually cuts into the body of like those flying things. That means your body's going to have to be, you're going to have to really fling it, you know? Now, in a cheaper-y kind of movie, he would throw it and you wouldn't feel that thing. But he does it in a way and the sound is just right. I mean, you feel like, whoa, he's just thrown that. I always, I, what I felt was that you don't want to be hit by that thing. It's no, like exactly. Yeah. It would just, yeah, cut you in half as a person. So, uh, Chris Evans returns as Captain America. You know, they, I was going to say they don't do that head replacement thing, but they do for a, for a little clip, few clips in this. Do they? Yeah, the bit where he was walking up to the, and his friend was telling him, like when he was with Bucky. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's just some you flashbacks, mean, yeah. but they use it again, obviously, after, don't they? Yeah. And I was like, oh. 
I, that's still, best forgotten. It's still just as unsettling as it was back then. But I think he's really good, Chris Evans. I think he embodies Captain America. It's I like the idea that he's been plucked out of time and put into like this. They don't really emphasize that much, though. They mention it a few times. Just at but... the beginning. But, I mean, I think of that and it's... Yeah, they don't play with it, do they? You know, yeah, like, exactly. If it's only in your mind. a little list. <laughs> yeah, if it's only in your mind. To me, I forget about it because it's not... I don't want it to be a constant reminder. But I mean, just having a man out of time. He does have a conversation with Black Widow where he explains mm-hmm. how old he is and stuff. And, uh, a conversation? Like one yeah, sentence. Yeah, in the car, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Scarlett Johansson plays Black Widow. Natasha Romanoff. Um, I was going to say she doesn't do it, shouldn't bother doing a Russian accent, but she's a super secret spy, so she would have to do any accent possible, wouldn't she? So she would, to blend in with American people, she would be American. But, um, she's, as, you know, I'm, I'm glad that there was more to her this mm-hmm. time. Because we've seen her in, well, how many Marvel, um, she's been in, she was in like Iron Man 2. She was in the Avengers and now this one, right? So she's been in three movies and we know re- nearly nothing about but her. But that's good because she's a secret spy. Right. We just know that she can kick people's ass and do some Yeah, because I don't know why. I don't know how she is. I mean, she's still super don't. trained, you know, but I don't know what. She doesn't have a superpower. She doesn't have a super anything that I'm aware of. She has some gadgets. She has gadgets she's a spy. and she's very smart. Yeah. And we, you just, even though you don't really get to know more about her, I felt like I, I did a little bit, which... You know, I, I really want to see her movie. I think it'll be really oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was like, I, I think I almost like Scarlett Johansson. I can't so, think of a time when I didn't. Do you? No. Sebastian Stan plays the Winter Soldier. Um, I don't know him, but I think he did a really good job. I mean, I do know him from the original Captain America, but he uh, does Covered a really up a good, lot. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> real. You know, he's matching Chris Evans with his physique and everything. And, you know... It's kind of a moody character, isn't it? It's not really... There isn't much acting to do in that character. Because he's blanked out. Right. He's been wiped out. But I thought he fit it perfectly. And then, as as we mentioned earlier, Anthony Mackie plays Falcon. He's about one of my favourite things about this movie. And I was, like, not expecting that. And then, at the end, I was like... When he's actually using that Falcon suit thing, it's just awesome. It's, like, kind of old-fashioned, but, like, uh-huh. but futuristic. I just like all that about it. He's a bird, basically. Falcon. And he's not a bird. He's a dude yeah, wearing he's a backpack. A he's a bird man. No, he's got a backpack with wings in it. Uh, Robert Redford um, plays Alexander Pierce, brings a touch of class to it. I really like Robert Redford. I think he's awesome. Um, but he, you know, there's not a ton for him to do, but I really think he's, he's good in it. Um, I think he's just what he is. I think that if you've never heard of, if you were 15 years old and you didn't give a shit about Robert Redford in any other context, and you're just watching this, he'd just be an old man being authoritative and slightly menacing and or helpful. And He's so good. I love him. I know, but what's good about I think it? I, th- I even think he's good now doing like a role like this. He has like a few this. subtleties here and there, like when he had to... You yeah. know, there was a thing about his, the way he did his face, and you're like, oh, yeah, he's feeling that particular moment. But other than that, he's just being the Morgan Freeman of the movie. Yeah, like, I'd, I way prefer But that him doesn't make Freeman. him... I know, but that doesn't make it... I like him, too. But I'm just saying people will mistake that familiarity with goodness. 
And Samuel L. Jackson reprises his role as Nick Fury. And I think even Samuel L. Jackson had more to do in this movie. And he, he won me over. I don't I don't particularly like him. And I didn't give a shit about Nick Fury in the past. I thought he was arrogant and mouthy. And the way he swaggered, because Samuel L. Jackson just kind of brings that to it. I was always like, ugh. But this time, you get a little more brokenness. You get a little more... And it, made, it made me think, watching it. And I was like, you know, there's... Like, I felt that we have an expanded um, Black Widow character. We're feeling like, oh yeah, you know, we know a bit more about Nick Fury yeah. after watching this movie. And then I was like, okay, a Nick Fury movie would work now for me too because what's he got behind the scenes? Like, he's just this, like you say, is this arrogant figurehead yeah, for Yeah, but sure. he would, there would be nothing to his story without these people. No, I'm talking about before. How did he become Nick Fury? You know? Yeah, but then he's too old. It wouldn't be Samuel L. Jackson. It wouldn't be, and that that's fine. That's what I'm saying. I see like what a, you're saying. Yeah, like a, a... I would be interested to see... But how about this? A, how about... This is enough. We can just go from here. I really think he... Like, I don't... I love Samuel L. Jackson, right? Pulp Fiction is one of my favorite films. Um, But as Nick Fury, in the past, I've always thought... Yeah, yeah I don't really... He's just a... It's just... He's the dude who tells them what to do, and that is it. Like, there's nothing to him. Like, he's just this dude. He stands there, he's got his eye patch... Tells them what to do. Smart ass, because he just knows everything. And he's, you know, in charge. Like, you don't answer him back, you do what he says. In this one, he had, they twisted it a bit, and, you know, he doesn't have a load of lines. It's not like he's, like, super... But you tend to learn a lot more about him. Um, Kinda. So this was directed by Anthony and Joe Russo, brothers, and they also directed the original Captain America. And I think they, they're they very different films, the two Captain America films. Just by design and by the way they were filmed too. Like they did this one, like they said, a lot of handheld work. Normally handheld work gets on my nerves, but in this movie it didn't even appear like handheld work. Oh, it did a lot. Like there, I were, there were scenes where... I don't even normally notice it, but I noticed it a lot. It didn't it, bother me, but I No, it wasn't it. that kind where you're like, oh, it's, it's really... When they needed to do static long shots they did them and then when they needed to get in close and fight they moved the camera around i thought it worked perfectly and the first movie is not like that at all the first movie is very standardly filmed because of the way it is it's it's a film set in the 40s and it's a film it just looks different the whole thing is different so i think they did a good job and you know what they've been hired to do the third captain america film so marvel must have thought they did a good job too i mean there's nothing there's Do you nothing... mean Marvel's accountants probably thought they did a good job? Yeah, because this movie was mega successful it's as always. It's the number one grossing movie of the year so far. That was Guardians of the Galaxy, wasn't it? No, it was this. Said I was just reading the thing. Oh. So, yeah. Well, there you go. Marvel movies are just... It's just this giant juggernaut of yeah, superheroes. Think about, think about it that way. It's a money-making machine. It's there to, like, shoot one of those things that you, that the Black Widow has and attach it to you and then pull you to the theater and or to the DVD shop and or to the click button to download it for five ninety nine. That's all it is. But I do actually think Disney acquiring Marvel, since they did it, you know, I think the quality of the Marvel movies has just started to... It must... It must be because there's Disney are a big access to a lot more talent, right? They can, they've got people on board already who do special effects and... I think it was a good deal. 
um, because it's just only got better. Everything's got better. It just keeps getting better. It it will hit a crescendo and everybody will be sick of superhero movies at some point, right? Mm-hmm. And then they'll be like, oh, another Marvel movie. I don't want to see that. Not necessarily. Not if they keep, not if they, like, after this, they need to break free from this Avenger thing. And then they've probably got other comics, right? There's a gazillion Marvel exactly. comics. So all of a sudden, if you bring one of those, even an obscure one that no Even no Guardians person, of the Galaxy is an obscure Yeah, so someone that nobody's heard of, anybody who's never read comics, and then you make it really cool. And then people can go, oh, that was comics? And they go buy the comics. And and also, finally, Stanley has uh, got his obligatory cameo in the middle of here. Um, I was thinking, when Stanley does pass, because he's pretty old... Will they still put Stanley in the movies in a way? Like, will he be a photograph on the wall? Will he be a CG Stanley? Will there be something Stanley? I reckon in they've done a 3D scan of him already. Yeah, I do too. And I feel like he, well, he could be in all of them forever because it could just be on the wall or he's somebody. Yeah, but I think he'll. I think they'll inject him. You think? Say, so lot has a line, doesn't he? Yeah, it's it, if you blink, you'll miss his cameos. Generally, right? It's, he just says one thing and moves on. You know. No, not if you blink. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's it's literally what like a line, three seconds of screen time, maybe. In in like even in like the old Spider-Man movies, it's just enough to say a line. It's nothing. He's like yeah. holding a newspaper and he looks up or something, you know. But yeah, maybe they've done loads of inserts of him doing different yeah. things, like him sat on a park bench, you know, all these different things, and then they could put them into the movies. But yeah, I think we might. I don't know about that, but a three D make creation of him would be perfect because then you could put him in anything ever as long as you have his face you can put him anywhere and his voice and he's literally a legend to comic book people so you know he should always be these things wouldn't exist without him uh so there, there are some extras on this blu-ray but i was a bit disappointed like thor they didn't put very much on here like um they used to go all out like do you remember the first iron man with a uh, the original Iron Man came with a second disc that had this two-hour documentary where... Mm-hmm. What's he called? Cowboys versus Aliens dude. Took you around the but set. But that's a thing for him as well. He's into that. Right. So you have to remember that. But it, but they had this you know huge amount of extras. On this Blu-ray, there's like a making of, but it's real brief. It's one of those like very quick, 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 quick. Um, lasts about ten minutes. Then there's some deleted scenes, there's a gag reel, and there's a commentary. And that's you, it. You always have to watch the gag reel. Yeah, the gag reel's what you would expect from a gag reel. Um, you know, and that's it. So I was saying to you, maybe there'll be like a special edition later on with more extras, because surely there was more than that, you know? Because it was very brief, that, that making of, and it was, you know, wasn't much at all. And you would think when they know it's gonna, they're gonna be high grossing, that they're gonna have more a, stuff. Somebody making yeah. a documentary while they're on set, which is not hard to do these days, is it? You know, I can tell you, anybody can do it. Correct. Um, so yeah, there isn't much in the way of extras, unfortunately, and the Marvel one-shot thing that you've got used to if you're a Marvel fan, because every Blu-ray comes with one. They, I've just read about why it's it's omitted from this Blu-ray. They're very busy at the moment, Marvel. Uh, making the Avengers 2 and they were doing Guardians of the Galaxy and they've got three TV shows coming out they've got um, Peggy from this movie she's getting her own TV show Agent, you know you know mm-hmm. what I mean don't you she's getting her own um, it's going on Netflix I believe 
there's three different there's the agents of shield and then there's another one they're doing uh, the daredevil yeah daredevil so they're making all these tv shows and they're the teams that would normally do those one-shot things so they're dedicating all the resources to that and in this instance they didn't have time to make a one-shot so we don't get one this time and i really look forward to those i think they're really fun in fact i can't think of any of them that i've not enjoyed did there was a Peggy Peggy Carter, I think she's called. There was an actual one shot about her, wasn't there, where she broke mm-hmm. into that warehouse. And then there was, you know, the Mandarin in the last one, which was cool. So yeah, you don't get one. And it really bums me out that we don't get one. But we'll probably maybe we'll get one in Guardians of the Galaxy. So that is it for Captain America. In conclusion, if you're fun. a superhero fan, you're probably already going to get this. Mm, you, know, you say things like that. I don't know. I don't know if every superhero fan would love it, but you, I think. It depends, doesn't it? I think it, how true you want them to be. Out of all these Marvel and... movies, it's one of my favorites. I I really like the vibe of it. I thought it was next to the Avengers, which I, th- I think the Avengers is my favorite one, just because of the spectacle of it. Every all these superheroes in one place, you know, I really love that. I love the idea of it. I actually prefer them just on their own. I mean, I like the dub- I like this one with three of them. I like Thor. As his own thing. So... Well, okay. Iron Man. Yeah, I, I like Iron Man. That's what I mean, they're all... They're, but, but I mean, I like them as, on their own, doing their own thing. I mean, I liked Avengers as well, but I kind of like the individual. I'm not a team player, <laughs> so I like the individual. I like, I'd rather watch golf than basketball, so you see where I'm going with that. But I really like this one. It's right up there in my top Marvel movies, so yeah, it was really, really... I. I don't know if I was expecting it to be as good as it was because I was watching it going this. There was many times watching this movie where I was going, "Holy shit, this is awesome!" Like mm-hmm. the the stuff that's happening right now looks amazing. Like the, you can't fault the special effects in this movie; they all look really good. There's a couple little ragdolly things. Yeah, but I mean, the, those. Oh yeah, that all, that there was, there was a one moment. It looked where, like that was happening. Yeah, like there was one moment where I was like, "Wow, special effects." They're just... But that doesn't make a, a movie good. So let's not give the wrong impression. That doesn't make it good. But it is good. Uh, uh, no, the rest it has to be a the, good movie. The rest of the stuff is good too, right. fortunately. So, uh, yeah, thanks to Marvel and Disney. If you want to enter a contest, go to aceglue.com. We're giving away some Blu-rays. Next week's Blu-ray review will be, on the comic book tip, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, another Marvel movie. Um, so, yeah, we'll be looking at that. Did you like The Amazing Spider-Man, the original, with uh, Andrew Garfield as the new Spider-Man? Hmm. I don't remember. Emma Stone as Mary Mary Jane, I believe. No, she was the other one. She wasn't Mary Jane. Mary Jane. uh, She was his other cohort. I actually kind of liked it. I thought it was okay. Here's what I'll tell you about it. In my mind right now, I think Spider-Man, just Spider-Man, I am thinking of... Sam Raimi. The original Spider-Man, not the original, probably not the original, yeah, original but yeah. the Sam Raimi one. And I'm seeing it in my mind. I see Aunt May, and I see the uncle, and I see him in his bedroom, and I see him. I see Mary Jane, who I despise. I see it all. That's what I remember. You say Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man, that's where my mind goes. You say to me, Amazing Spider-Man, no, 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 not that one. My mind is completely blank. I don't remember what he looked like. I don't remember what she... I do. I know you do, but I'm saying that's how it... The difference in my mind of You the might impact. remember this. Her. The impact is different. She always wore these sexy boots the entire time. And, it was all, and we actually made fun of it a little bit in the podcast because 
Like it was like, well, she sometimes where you were like, is she a stripper or is she his friend? Like I don't. She was a real see, sex, that, that sexed up. Does, like. If it doesn't make an impact on me, really, then I will not remember it. Like it goes out of my brain. But I really liked the Sam Raimi one, the first one. And this one was um, way more. They tried to be a little bit more serious with it, mm-hmm. and that was really the vibe. But it was the same. It was the same origin story almost. You know, they even covered the whole thing. But bit about Spider, they, they had to, didn't they? So yeah, Amazing Spider-Man two. Movie recommendations. I am going with two, and they're based on this movie, kind of. One is Under the Skin, a movie we saw recently with Scarlett Johansson. Um, Unlike I, any other yeah, Scarlett Johansson yeah, movie. And it's not, not for children. <laughs> no. Um, it's really awesome. Well, you know what? Children wouldn't know what the hell's going on, just like most adults won't know what's going no, on. No, I think it might have too many erections for children to see. Really? It has more erections than most movies. I don't remember multiple erections. There were multiple erections. Um, I don't know about that. I have to watch it again then. There were at least three. Mm. So Not that I saw. Yeah, you did see them. Implied, maybe. No, not implied. You actually saw them. But anyway. You were fixated then, because I, if I don't remember erections in a movie, and I'm American and we rarely get erections in movies, then why were you fixated on them so much? <laughs> I, I like to look at a good erection. <laughs> anyway. Um... Yeah, it's a really cool movie. I'm st- I still think about it now because it's like unlike anything you've seen for a Correct. long time. It's very unique, and I can't think it of anything. It is sort of the definition of an independent movie. So don't if you do watch it, it's called Under the Skin. Don't think of it as an Avenger type movie or even Lost in Translation. But it is a sci-fi. It's movie. even farther to the side than Lost in Translation. If you're talking independent, we're going on the fringe. If we like to talk about movies that way. It is, you are taken on a journey and you don't even know what is going on. Like, most of the time, you have no idea what's going on. And it on. made me think really highly of Scarlett Johansson because it's a very different role to anything she's done. And it's the kind of role where other people would go, what the hell is she doing? Yeah. Her career's over. Like, what, what, you know, what's she doing? Like, she's a Hollywood actress. What? I love that, that somebody would just go, no. This is cool, yeah. I like this, and I'm going to go and do it. So she did it. And the second one I like is, uh, what I wanted to say was Pulp Fiction. There's actually a Pulp Fiction reference in this Captain Don't America movie, which I'm not telling you what it is, but it's really cool. So yeah, Pulp Fiction. And mine are based on Scarlett Johansson, and I'm going to say In Good Company. Which, which is a really good romantic comedy. It is comedy. really good. I don't consider it a romantic comedy at all. It is. It's like a family comedy. It's not really romantic. You're not remembering it very well then. <laughs> I've seen it several. It, it is. It isn't though, because it doesn't. No, it isn't. It's like a family. It's about a dude and his family. There's some romance in there, but it, it's charming. And the first time I ever watched it, I because I disliked the guys so much. The guys yeah, that in guy it. from the, that seventy show. Yeah, I don't even know why. Now, if I watch it again, I'm just like, no, it's good. It's good. It's really good. It's sweet, and it's like you feel this family's connected to them. It's just a good little little movie. And the other one is Ghost World, which again, another kind of smallish, you know. Ghost World is Steve Buscemi's best performance by far. I, I look, um, I'm really peed off that Ghost World has never got a Blu-ray release. I don't know. It's like they forgot all about it. Like it. That's weird. Yeah, because I've got it on DVD, but it's one of those old DVDs where they look garbage on the news on the big screen. So, you know, 
it's like they forgot about it. Like it, like oh, nobody. It's a cool film as well. Like a lot of people love it. You know, like it's one of those ones. But it's like the studios forgot that Ghost World exists. So please bring Ghost World out on Blu-ray. It's Christina Ricci and Joanne Yo her Johansson. Scar a very young Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, and uh, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Yeah, it's based on a comic book. Yeah, it is, and it's really awesome. It's one of those movies, like Garden State, I put alongside, where... It borderlines on creepy at times, because you're like, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. But it's quirky enough to where you just kind of go with the flow. So uh, that's our recommendations for this week. Games and Ace Scully stuff. We actually played, I played, and you watched, The Walking Dead Season 2 finale. So Clementine's story... I was going to say it comes to an end, but it's... Yeah. it's um Continues. Continues. Because uh, they are going to do a season three at some point. Uh, what did well, you, you just kind of spoiled the ending for them then. Well, no, because it can happen multiple ways, so that's not... I know, really... but there's one way it can't, if they're going to have a number three. Well, that's spoiling it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what did you think of the ending? What do you think? I don't want to talk about the ending. I don't like No, I mean, what ending. did you think of the final chapter? Not the ending, but chapter five, season two finale. Chapter. Oh, you mean the whole, yeah. this game, to me, was equally as riveting, because I'm totally there with this character of this little girl caught in a zombie apocalypse time. What I particularly like about the game, and the story that they tell in the game, it has no, no reference to anything outside of survival. Like, there's no bigger arc. There's no bigger story. There's no, no... there's nothing... There's looking for safety. I mean, I think that's the ultimate goal, is everyone in every zombie apocalypse seems to want to find the place where there's, like, a fortress, you know? So that's there. But there's never a reference to the science of it or the beginning. Nothing. It just is what it's just... No mystery. Just, there really isn't. It's... You accept that this is the world they live in, that this little girl has to survive in, and she keeps coming across adults that are staying little packs and kind of survive. And that's one of my favorite things about it, that you've just accepted. There's no more, how did this start? What are they? There's none of that. And there's no, well, how do we end it? What do we do to stop it? There's oh. just getting from day to day. And it's really, it's gritty, and yet it's a video game, so you don't, it's totally cartoony, so it's not like, realistic violence and yet it's very uh, you get like ah that's cutting that axe in someone's head or cutting off his hand yeah it's like whatever. a motion comic almost like you're reading yeah. the comic but it, it's mo I like about it is it's really unflinching like um yeah it doesn't really paint humans as a good at all it, it, we're all kind of fucked and that's the whole yeah and she's a little girl who's you know at the beginning of the first season naive and small and scared and she, all these adults cross a path who none of them really have anything great to add to her. You I mean, you've got two types. You've got the people who just want to survive and get through. And then you've got the people who want to be the alpha males and like run, rule the roost of their little groups. And that's what you come across. You get the assholes and the people who just want to settle down and make a life and stay safe. And that's it. Those are two types you run into in the post-apocalyptic world. Like, that's it. <laughs> well, he's, well, he's that person. Yeah. He wants to keep you safe, and he wants to just be prepared for what comes. He's not the asshole guy. However, every good person has to be bad. And Lee And every bad person past. has to have done something. Because the things that they're doing that are bad are often to protect their little group, or their little army, or their little fortress that they've made. So it's a real good, like, there's no 
clear... Nobody's, like, amazing like an angel. No, no. None of that at all. Including Clementine. Yeah. Because you get to make choices for her that can make her... She could still be a super innocent, probably little girl. Yeah, definitely. She could, yeah. By kind of... Innocent as in, you know, like, eyes wide open to the violence and the... Uh, the ugliness that is surviving in this particular I kind universe. of developed her in the, like, adults are kind of bullshit, so I'm not going to take all their shit all the time. Like, when they tell me to do something, I might not do it. Or, you know, I'll answer if there's a an, a choice where you can answer them back. Like, say yeah. something nas- naughty or whatever. You know, what you're not supposed to say as a kid, I'll say that to them just to say, you know what? Don't because they treat you like a kid immediately. That's the thing with everybody. They're like, oh, she needs to be, yeah. you know. That's the thing though. Nobody really tries to protect Clementine. Not really. No. They all use her. She's small, so she can crawl through every yeah. hole and climb up every <laughs> fence and um, hide herself through every ha- zombie horde. You know. So I think that's she's not this little. That's the interesting thing. We can talk about a game. It's a game. But it is a a story, and it's even a branch off of a story from a comic book to a TV show, now a video game, and yet it is compelling. And I said to you, Clementine, the character they've developed in this game that we've played 10 episodes of, so, you know, roughly 10 or 12 hours, oh no, probably 20 hours worth of game, I care about her more than anybody in that TV series. Oh, yeah. And I think it's because I'm in control of her and, like, I shape her and, like, I feel like I'm nurturing her in some way, like, keeping her safe. Whereas, yeah, I care for some people in the TV show, but it just doesn't connect This time, as much. you didn't die at all. No, I didn't in this Not one. Once. There wasn't that much threat in this episode, was there? There was. There was a lot more talking, but, yeah, that was one thing well, about There was a right lot more discussions, a lot more examination of this, the world they're living in yeah. than there has been in the past ones. It was quite a... Um, like I said to you, there's a portion of this last episode where I was like, this is all too happy and everybody seems <laughs> fine. Like it's like, well, they're trying to just get yeah, on with things. You a bit yeah. Until, and then, you know, so yeah, um, it's finished now. So if you go and buy this game, you can play it all. You don't have to wait for another month. Um, there's five episodes. It's 20 bucks for the whole thing. Um, so you've either been playing along or you don't know what it is, and now you can get it all. So that is The Walking Dead Season 2. Also... But don't you have to have a PlayStation? It's on everything. It's on oh. iPad, it's on PC, it's on PlayStation. It wouldn't be Xbox. the same if it wasn't on a great big TV screen right in front of you, though, would it? It's, no. That's part of what gets me so It's on Vita. I mean, like, it's on phones. I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to play it that way. You know? it's seemed- Yeah, because it's engaging. And I don't play any of it. I just watch. Occasionally I'll say, no, no, don't. This time I didn't. I just, I know your choices before you, the, the three choices come up on the screen and the little time thing ticks down. Yeah. And you have to pick, like, if somebody says, you know, Clementine, shoot her. And then there's a person and maybe she's dying, maybe she's not. And Clementine has to choose. And then there's like, shoot her, don't shoot her, um, start crying, something like that. I already know you're going to shoot her. I'll say nothing. <laughs> I already know what you're going to do. <laughs> if it's like the worst choice, that's usually what you'll make her do. There's a choice at the end of the game. Yeah. That you're given very little time to think about. I wouldn't have made the choice you made on that, but I knew you were going to make. It was that choice. a flinchy choice as well. Like I, I, if I would, if I'd have stopped and thought a little bit, it might have occurred differently. But I like to naturally go for what my gut is yeah. telling me. 
And uh, yeah, it's it's kind of heart wrenching a little bit. It's like, whoa, what did I just do? Like, and that's how it would be in a you know thing. Things happen quickly, right? I don't so, know. I've never been in a zombie, but I imagine <laughs> like you know things can get out of hand very quickly. So that's a trick of a video game. It makes you think you can even possibly imagine what it's like <laughs> when you have zero idea. No. So um, the other thing that happened this week is Doctor Who came back to our screens. Uh, we watched the first episode and it was an it. extended episode. I loved it. That's my brief description of it. We get a new Doctor, Peter Capaldi. Um, I even liked her better. I, I've been not been a huge Clara fan the whole time and I actually liked her better because she's challenged now. Yeah, I I you know? just I, I like that. I do think that she can't just be the cutesy flirtsy thing because it doesn't work anymore. If you're not a Doctor Who fan, what happens? <laughs> what happens every so often in Doctor Who is he can regenerate into a new actor. <laughs> actor. And, and it's usually around the time when they don't want to do it anymore. It's really amazing yeah. how Doctor Who times that out just right. So, and it doesn't happen that often, really. It's every few years. Three. three I mean, <laughs> it's pretty often when you think about it. I think they do it two to three years in general, and then they change. Since two thousand five, there have been four, and it's all that's only nine years. Has there been four? Yeah, uh, oh yeah, because Eccleston only did a year, didn't he? Um, but yeah, he's a new guy, and it's Peter Capaldi. And what's different is he's quite a lot older than Doctors of the Past. In fact, Matt Smith was the youngest Doctor, so they went from the youngest to the oldest. Well, not I, to the oldest, because no, no. the first one was the oldest. But And some of those other guys, some of those new earlier ones were older. But, I mean, it's a big contrast, because you've got this handsome young guy, and now you've got this older guy, mm-hmm. who is Scottish, which I think might pose some problems for American viewers. I'm raising my hand, because yeah. I didn't understand everything he said. Yeah, I think that, and Peter Capaldi... Is a very fast-talking Scots guy. Yeah, and he's very and he's quippy and he's funny and that's the thing about Doctor Who. He speaks a lot, talks a lot out loud. He says a lot of things. And when it's like this, I get like I'm trying to figure out what. Now I've listened to Scottish people all my life, so um, I get him. But he does speak very fast. And I was like watching it, going, "Yeah, but American people love this guy. I bet they have to put the subtitles." The two Americans sitting to your left at the time. (laughs) (laughs) I bet they have to put subtitles on. Um, Hmm. But. I think he's really good because it's such a contrast. And you know what? I don't even think about it that way. I just see him as the new Doctor. Well, now. I like what he brings to it. Yeah, it is. I I don't know what he is exactly, and it's kind of intriguing. Like there's there's certain ways he looks, and and I'm not sure what he's thinking. But he's more as the Doctor. He's more of the previous Doctor than matt smith was of david Tennant because when matt smith came around he had no as the doctor he had no recollection of who he was none of the personality traits came out there's the little bit of bounciness that seems like every doc every new doctor has well christopher they go through a change don't they? but this guy it's like he is the last doctor however Maybe that last Doctor, a lot of his personality was put on because he wanted to be young and he wanted to be vibrant, and now he's more back to who he is. I like to. Because he says now he's 2,000 years old. Do you remember David Tennant's episode? He was only 900 years old. We missed a lot. One of my favorite things is where he turns to Clara and says, Clara, I'm not your boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) Like, real serious. Like, look, look, this is how this works now. And I wasn't before. No. Even if you think. Yeah, even if you saw that face. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think the last doctor could have been like, he was so tired and he just wanted to like to make himself... Listen, I'm talking like he's a real guy. But, you know, Doctor Who's a big story. He's been around 2,000 years, apparently. And 
It's really good. I just love it. I love it. I don't even care if anybody says it's cheesy or it's... I don't give a shit. I love the lizard lady and Jenny. They're my favorite part of all the different people that they come across. And the guy, Spranket or Sprocket or whatever. And that bad guy um, with the clockwork. Yeah, hey, really good. That was pretty awesome. And now there's the new lady in heaven. And, uh, ooh, I'm like, oh, what is this? Yeah, It I'm, intrigues me. Yeah, I think it was a success. I, I'm like Stephen Moffat, who makes the, you know, he's been the dude who made Dot 2 for a while. And, you know, the um, Matt Smith years are not my favorite at all. Like, I, I kind of. The Chrissy and all that. Well, that Chrissy was at the end of David Tennant. I kind of got through Matt Smith. I wasn't really a massive fan of Matt Smith, to be honest, but I got through his stuff, but I was... Oh, I always liked him. No, for me, it was never, like, Christopher Eccleston's my favourite out of these new ones. Then David Tennant is actually... David Tennant is not only fantastic as the Doctor, it was Russell T. Davis's yeah big... He did three years of David Tennant's thing, and, and he arced, it was like the Avengers. He arced all the stories together, and it all came to this massive... I loved it. It was awesome. And then Matt Smith came in, and... But you didn't care about Amy Pond that no, much? No, I did not. But I did. I liked them a lot. So that... This now, like, it seems a little bit... If I had my way, every episode would just be a separate episode. And if you want to make one thread through it all, that, like, Bad Wolf... That's fine. If you want to string, string something like Bad Wolf and oh, just crack, hint yeah. at it. Yeah. yeah. Hint at it. You know, bring it up. But I want it to be like the X-Files. I never give a shit about the big story. I only wanted the weird stories along the way. I want X-Files in space and time with Doctor Who and battle weird stuff. And that's pretty much what it is week to week. But yeah, they do have a- Yeah, no, yeah. A lot of the Matt Smith and with the Chrissy... Chris, no, not Chrissy. <laughs> she was Chrissy in the EastEnders, but... You know who I'm talking about. River. River Pond. River Pond. River, River Song. Song. Amy that Pond I got River Song. really uninterested in. If it was going to be an episode about that, even though the library one was awesome, that was my the best one. But So hopefully this will take that. And Clara, having that repeated, I was a little bit like, oh no, not Clara. But she was better. So. And they did the Impossible Girl thing. It was, yeah. So there is a strand coming, isn't there? And there's also like that you said, somebody else knows. And the lady and have, is something. Plus, we've never con- we've never confirmed why Clara is important. No, she's the Impossible Girl. That's all we know. That we've seen her in different times and places. And, and people who don't like Doctor Who or know they're going to be listening to this, being like, "What the hell?" All I can say about? is uh, this new guy. It's uh, sparked my enthusiasm. Like, oh yeah, a lot more. Like, because. Did you have that feeling I had for Guardians of the Galaxy? You were just like, oh, I can't wait for another one. I was like, when you watch it tonight, when we saw him um, transform into Capaldi in the, you know, that fiftieth anniversary special at the end, I was like, okay, I don't know who this guy is. I'm not familiar with him. You know, he's been in some TV show in England, like a comedy. You didn't know Matt Smith either. No, I didn't, and I didn't know this guy. And I was like, well, you know, we just saw his face, and that was it. And then it finished, and I was like. I don't know how this is going to work, but this episode just instantly, you're like, oh, this is how it's going to work. But why? I don't know. I don't think like I mean, it, it, it made me excited to see more of him and... How could you not think you know how it's going to work? He's just a different guy. Yeah, I don't... I didn't know his personality. I didn't know how he was going to do the Doctor. And I know the first couple of episodes of a new season when he's regenerated... He's not really himself. He's kind of muddled up. Oh, I think when he flipped his the yeah, tails of his jet, himself, that was it. Yeah. Now he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I think he, in fact, I don't think he was that confused to begin with. He was a little tiny bit, 
He's confused that, when he came has, out of the TARDIS the first time. But I think that was more like just the shock of the thing. Whereas Matt Smith, it was almost like he was a he was a different type of person. So that's Doctor Who talk for this week. What's <laughs> for dinner? We will not be having this discussion again next week, probably. What's for dinner? What's for dinner is veg fest, which is what I like to call it when I've just bought a lot of vegetables in mushrooms and cook a lot of mushrooms, it. squash. A lot of carrot is going to be involved. Your least favorite vegetable, I think. Uh, but you'll love it, trust me, because I am Oh, really... I like vegetables in general. But you don't like carrots. No. You're getting better. Mm. When you had your episode, you started liking carrots more. So I'm running with that. We're going to have a carrot puree, possibly some pan-cooked carrot. And your squash. advice? Is that all I'm going to have for dinner? That's it, because it just says veg fest. My advice is not me. This is advice from someone else, but it just sounds like something that I must support. The advice is, if you don't like something... Now, there are going to be varying degrees of this. Let me go back up a little bit. There are going to be things in life that... Okay, well, the advice is this. If you don't like something, change it. If you cannot change it, change your attitude about it. Or change your attitude. Now, when we're talking about really horrible, horrific things, like you're a 12-year-old girl who's being molested by some fuckhead in your family, you don't have any power. This doesn't apply to people who do not have a power in their life. To If you have, if you've just had your leg cut off because of diabetes, you can't change that. And that's not something you can just be like, I'm just going to overcome this. I'm just going to change my attitude and everything will be fine. It can apply to that. But I wouldn't use it so flippantly on really horrible big life things. But day to day, you know, if you don't like something, and I have to, I have to take this advice as well, because you know some of my complaints about some of my things at work. Yep. And a lot of it is, and I'm a very forward person. I will joke and banter with people on a certain level. A certain person I could say to them like, oh my God, you were, your chewing is driving me insane. Right? And that person will be like, they'll either say like, oh, sorry, and they'll stop and they'll joke about it and they're fine. Or they'll say like, I don't give a shit what you say. I'm gonna, and they eat the way they keep eating. And I'm fine with that. It is just that I have to get it off my, I have to put it out there. But then there are people, it's like I have a brick wall right in my face, right inside my mouth and in my brain that I cannot say that thing to them. It's like, ah, so I can't change the thing they're doing. But it continues to drive me fucking, and I mean insane, like I have a pair of scissors in my hand right now. And if I had an effigy of a person who I don't have any bad feelings about whatsoever, <laughs> I truly do not. But oh my god, I would rip it to shreds because there are things. So this is advice I think that can apply to, let's say you have a boss who's really obnoxious, like really annoying, and he comes in and talks to you every once in a while. You can't change that, right? You can't change that he's going to come in and tell you, he or she, is going to come in and tell you what to do. They're going to be obnoxious. They're going to spill their coffee on your desk. They're going to smell funny. Whatever it is. If you cannot change that situation, then change the way you think about it. Think about it like this. It's temporary. He or she is going to be in here for five minutes, and then they're going to leave, and I'll have the rest of the day to myself. Therefore, now, Let's just get on with it. Let's do this five minutes of torment, <laughs> and I'm fine. Then, then you're fine. Or change your attitude as in, think about that person, and if everybody thinks bad about them because they're what they are, it's not a very happy existence, is it? So you could look at them with a little more pity, maybe, and be like, eh, whatever. They're a little obnoxious. I can handle it. 
True. So, if you don't like... And then other, you know... If you don't like something... That just applies to... It can apply to almost everything. It's easier said than done. But if you don't like something, change it. If you cannot change it, then change the way you think about it. And if you don't like our websites, don't <laughs> visit them at... Because you cannot change them. At aschoolie.com. I can assure you that. And sidso.com. Unless you are uh, some hacker group somewhere. True. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. You can catch this podcast on stitcher.com. We're actually in there. Just search for after the show. iTunes Music Store, same thing. Zune Marketplace or Microsoft's thing, whatever they want to call it these days. Or just go to the aschoolie.com, click on the word podcast, subscribe there. I guess I don't understand. When you tell them this, they're already listening to this. Yeah, might come across it some other way. A link. True. Okay. Just a download link. Very well. You can also email feedback to me at aschoolie.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She does not want your shit. And finally, You cannot change me, so you're just going to have to deal with me the way I am. (laughs) I'm going to say stay classy Marvel in general. Keep it classy, keep it entertaining. I'm going to say think for yourselves. Oh wait, I hate the cover by the way. Think for yourself or someone will do it for you. <laughs> <laughs>